Okay, so it's the next episode of the This, whatever it is, is that we're doing, um, where we basically talk about Asperger's, me being long-time diagnosed and you not being diagnosed yet, but I'm pretty sure it'll happen. Uh, and you have the mystery topic. The mystery topic. Well, kind of. You've said that you don't actually know what you're going to talk about until we start talking, but you know roughly yeah. what you want to cover each time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've already done another topic. It was just too windy. So now we're doing another one. I don't we've know if it's too it. windy. Well, it didn't flow very well. Yeah. It wasn't up to our burger standards. So there's a lot of pressure on you then to pick something that makes it more flowy, if that's <laughs> if that's the word. Yeah. And what is it? Uh, okay. I think we're going to go for relationships. Relationships? Relationships. Do Not you... just um, like love relationships, like also family and friendships. Okay. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I suppose in the last episode I talked about that a lot. Yeah. I guess that was more sort of... Well, you talked about one relationship. I suppose, yeah. I spoke about two. The one that made me get diagnosed and then the one that I tried after I've been diagnosed. Um, But yeah, what in particular do you want to start with on that? Because relationships is quite... I suppose it's quite complicated, but... It is quite complicated, and I don't mean, like, heavy detail or anything. Yeah. But, obviously, with Asperger's, you deal with relationships differently. Like, all relationships with everyone, not, like, just romantic relationships. Like, the way we see friendships, family, and any sort of person is just different to... Yeah. Yeah, how everybody else... Seems to see it. Yeah, I, I definitely get that. I always kind of joked to um, people that say, like, something happened, some sort of apocalypse came, wiped out everybody in the world, and I was the only person left. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I don't know if it's true, because obviously I speculate a lot about neurotypical people and what they want out of life yeah um and i feel like what i get from regular people is this need for relationships like you know you always get people that say things like family is everything there's people that are always looking for that like one true love or the one you know that kind of thing um and everybody's got a best friend or someone they consider like a good group of friends or you know like you always get guys like go hang out with the boys tonight like yeah and I don't see that as something that people with Asperger's have. Like, I can't think of anybody I've ever met that's got it, and I know I don't, where they have that same, like, mentality of, I need to have a girlfriend or boyfriend, you know, like, my family is everything to me, um, or, like, I need to go have a beer with the boys. Like, I don't, I don't feel like anybody with Asperger's has that. There's no bond which makes you think like what is it that i mean you can tell that's a difference there there's something about having asperger's that doesn't make you crave that kind of like constant yeah interaction with various different groups of people that you're supposed to have a bond with you know yeah um so for you can you think of any so when you were younger do you can you think of any examples that made you different when you were younger in terms of friendships and family, I guess it was like pre-relationship age. Um, 
I don't know. Like, I kind of... I kind of did have friends mm-hmm. um, that I remember. I don't remember, like, in my first... Oh, wait, no, in my first school, so before I moved the first time, I think I was had a best friend called Andrew. I don't remember much about him, um, but I know I used to go around to his house after school and that kind of thing. But more because at an early age, and I mentioned this before in the last one we talked about, I noticed what... Actually, I don't know if I did mention this, but anyway, I noticed what makes someone blend in and appear the same as everybody else and when you don't do that stuff with it makes you stand out like if you haven't got friends people notice you haven't got friends yeah like oh they've got no friends like you know billy no mates and all that kind of stuff so i learned that that is a way to get yourself noticed in a bad way so having friends was essential and i must have learned that quite earlier on because i remember having a best friend in primary school yeah uh and like, I don't remember how that came about, but he just was. And I used to hang out with him, but I didn't do it because I wanted to see him after school. And I didn't do it because, um, like, I enjoyed his company. Um, I just did it because I knew if I did that, I would appear normal and less questions are asked at you. Um, when we changed schools, my best friend, when I got to another school, I think... He was the boy that's given to you. You know, like when you're new in a school and you get given someone, show the new boy around. He was like my person that was showing me around. Okay. First person I looked at, he could have been anyone. Yeah. Like, but I just learned to, you know, be his friend. and Like he was the one. Yeah. And he was actually quite a popular guy. So he was friends with lots of other people in school. So I then moved into their circle. Yeah. Um, I learned what made, you know you stand out or well not stand out but made you blend in and like become part of that group and I just did it uh we happened to go to the same secondary school together same thing um same through college um and when I went to uni same thing there I found a group of people got in with them that was that yeah um I found the second I got out of uni and the second I was in a situation where I didn't need to have friends like work and that kind of thing I just didn't. And all the people that I would consider best friends back then, like Andrew. Andrew, no idea. Yeah. Once I moved schools... He was gone. He was gone. Uh, Ricky, who was the friend I had, who was the one that showed me around school. Same again. Once I'd left college, done. Like, yeah. And I was friends with him from like nine till I was 16. Okay. Uh, but the second we were done from college together, like, done. Like, I I don't... I couldn't tell you where he was now. I couldn't tell you anything. And he, I don't really... I don't think about him. Like yeah. I'm thinking about him now because we're talking about him, but he's not entered my head probably since I was 16. Um, do you mean like he was, I didn't say like he was like a necessity at the time. And I had friends in uni and they still talk to me now, but they're not, that's just because of social media. Social yeah. media didn't exist. I wouldn't. And they are always the ones that contact me. Like friends now that I've made friends with back then um, just feel the need to message me. Let's do this. Let's do that. Uh, but because it's been such a long time since I've seen any of them, I can just be like, nah, nah, it's not happening. I'm not doing that. Like I'm busy because they don't know if I'm busy or not. It's harder when you've got friends and they know what you're doing all the time, Yeah. especially at uni. Cause it's all, everyone's living together and that kind of thing. You can't just be like, oh no, I can't, I'm busy. Cause they can see that. But now it doesn't matter. Um, and I don't need friends now. Like I'm not at a point where it's necessary for me. I'm at an age where friends are not essential to me and if i'm honest i don't have any there are people that have known me from the past when i needed them and you know they're always trying to get me to hang out and hook up and that kind of thing but 
I don't need them anymore. No one will question me not having one. So I've just got rid of that in particular institution of people I've got to hang out with now. Because all I do is, if I'm not in my flat, I'm at work. And neither one of those two require me to be friends with anyone. So I don't have any. Yeah. So it's not a necessity of my life anymore. But I, I don't miss them. I don't seek them out. I don't think like... God, I wish I had some friends to see right now. Like no part of me ever thinks that when I'm sat alone in my flat at night by myself, no part of me then goes, well, this is pretty lonely. I just think, ha, like yeah. I'm locked in my lair <laughs> yeah. and no one can get in to me. In the man cave. No one can get to me while I'm up here. Yeah. Yeah, I totally, I can totally relate to that. I, don't I mean, know. you're already doing that. I know. I've, I've been doing that for most of my life I would say I had friends but not not very well I've never been very good at friends I had imaginary friends when I was younger when I was at secondary school I was weirdly like in the popular group but I wasn't really close I had one friend and that was it and the rest of them were just friends of that friend but I just made up people. So if people asked, let's do this at the weekend, I'd say I'm busy with these people that don't exist. And that was a thing I did a lot up until I came to uni. I think I would just pretend that I was with other people. And at uni, I never really made friends. I had my flatmate who became my boyfriend and then his friends. And that was it I never made my own friends I never hung out with people of my own accord and now I don't have any and I prefer that like other than seeing you that is it like I don't see anyone else outside of work I never feel the urge to if people from work are doing stuff I never feel like I should go and enjoy that time with them if anything the night out that I went on with them I just found it really uncomfortable. Like I didn't want to socialize with them outside of work. I didn't, I've just, I found it difficult. I think because coming to uni made me realize, oh, I don't have to do that anymore. And I never bothered with friends. So doing this one social event, I was kind of forgot how much effort it requires. Like it's exhausting to have to be around people. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because for other people, they their interactions and um, their like ability to communicate with other people is easy. Yeah. Like so, they just do it naturally. Like you know, like people talk about like banter and like that yeah. kind of thing. Um, whereas for me, it's quite methodical. I have to think about what I'm going to talk about. Yeah. Um, I can't just like just get into normal everyday friend chat that everybody else does like naturally like no part of me ever goes so how's your job like (laughs) you know how's this oh i saw that picture of you on like facebook like how's that going how's your love life like i don't do that what i do is we'll meet and i'll just be like you're right and like yeah and then i found the best way to do it is when they ask a question like how's your job yeah you answer it and go yeah, it's this, it's all right, you know, same old stuff. And then straight after, I'm just like, how's your job? Like, and I'll just do that. And like, that shows like, um, like an interest, like you're still friends and that kind of thing. And you can still do it. But really, 
I'm not, it's not that I'm, well, it sounds harsh, but I'm not interested in their answers. Yeah. Um, I've come out because, not because I've chosen to, just because that person has asked a lot. Yeah. And part of me has gone, if you just go, then they'll stop asking for a few months. You yeah. Know? Um, like you said, with work stuff, I mean, me and you work at the same place. Yeah. We both get invited to work parties. Yeah. Uh, I know the last one, or has it been more than one? It doesn't matter. We didn't go. Um, but I found yeah. that it's it's harder for some reason. I know everybody does it. Everybody does it now. Um, you always see memes on like Facebook of people joking about like you get invited out, but then you just like, oh, I would do, but I'm busy. And there's like a cat in a duvet. Like, yeah. this is what I'm doing. And um, I found that I will agree to stuff that I know I'm not going to go to. I do that. Yeah. Um, because of that natural um, way that if you say yes, then people shut up. Yeah. And no one talks about it up until the night it's happening. And then the night it's happening is you have to deal with the annoying stuff of, um, so what time are you coming around? Pre-drinks at mine? What are you going to wear? Um, but if you say no right at the start, like, it gets around. Do you know what I mean? Like, you have to be like, no, I'm not coming. But then you can't just say no. You have to be like, no, I would, but I'm doing this. Or no, I won't, but... I'm going here or you can't just say no um, because of the way people are. And they think that this night out is a good thing. And there's all this hype. People are just like, oh, it's a night out. It's going to be amazing. And you know, it's going to be awful if you go. Yeah. Um, but you just don't want, you don't want it to happen. The second someone mentions it like a night out, you're just like, oh, for God's sake, this again. Yeah. Like, haven't we just done one? And you realize the one you've just done was like eight months ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like for you, that that is still too soon yeah. for another one. Like, it's still exhausted. Yeah. Like I, I don't want to do this, but that's like the thing that you have to deal with, with having friends. Yeah. Um, and, but this is the thing, like, it's different, I think, for Asperger's. For everybody else, having friends is, like... A, a good thing. A bonus. It's <laughs> yeah. a positive of life. Yeah. Um, but for me and you... Yeah. Um, and probably, I would imagine, quite a few people that have it, it can be quite... Um, it is quite tiring. It's exhausting doing it. Yeah, um, it And you, you start thinking, like, why have I got to do it? Um, and I think it is just because of like the social norms that everybody else has. Like, I think we have to go out on these work do's, uh, and be friendly with people you work with because you've got to work with them. Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? Like you don't want to be the, you, some people get the reputation of, oh, don't ask them. They, they don't do anything. Um, whereas like if I had a job that wasn't with other people and didn't have a regular circle of people that interact with me, I would, it'd be so much easier. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm well out of uni now. Like I graduated in 2010. So it was eight years ago since I'd been in an institution where I definitely needed to have friends. Yeah. So things have been much easier. Whereas you've, you're just about to finish uni. So. Yeah. But you know, during three years of uni, I would say in total, I've done maybe 10 nights out and I couldn't tell you how many of those I came home within like an hour of being out. Mm. So yeah, yeah. Or you just, you wait till nobody's looking and then sneak out. Bail. Yeah. Or, I mean, you've seen me do it at work. If there's something planned, I just pretend I'm going. And when people ask me questions, like what time are you going to be there? What are you wearing? I give really vague answers. And then when the night out's happening, I just ignore my phone. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's that's like my standard thing. But I don't know why I do that. It's just uh Um yeah, I mean it's the it's like a I mean this is the thing that I think is I think it's the anxiety of saying to someone no. Yeah. Like you know like how you're not able to make phone calls to book stuff or Yeah, yeah. If someone's got an email service to ask them you can do it, but if you've got to ring someone Yeah, it's more like difficult. it's way more difficult. If you have to go into a shop and you need to find something and you know it's in there but you can't find it. Like I found that I, I just will go without if it means I've got to ask someone that works there, excuse me, can you tell me where this is? Yeah. Um, whereas regular people can just do that. They're fully aware of the fact that this person in the shop, that's their job. Um, so I think when someone directly comes to your face and says, you want to come out on this night out, you want to say, no, I don't. But yeah. you can't. There's that panic. There's yeah. that like anxiety and fear. And for some reason, you just know that all you have to say is yes. You just want to say whatever you, to this person Yes. Um, it's like when those, uh, what was it, the Salvation Army <laughs> oh, yeah. charity people like cornered you and like you couldn't, the, you're because of the... It, wait, they were uh, Christian. Christian soldiers or whatever. Yeah. And they made you like sign up to something where you had to go out on a march with them or knock yeah. door to door because you couldn't say no. Yeah. So like... That's what that is. That's why you can't do that. That's that's normal. Like, I'm the same. I, I can't just say to someone, no. No, yeah. Like, yeah. you just have to say yes um, because it's it's what they want. Yeah. And it's just, there's this logic of if I give them what they want, they'll stop interacting with me. Yeah. And I think that's that's where the problem is. Like, it would be so much easier just to be going, I'm not coming out, why not? Because I don't want to. Yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, I find it odd as well when I listen to people talk like for example the people we work with that live together mm. and they seem to love living together um and you know they talk about what they're going to do in the evenings and they're going to hang out and stuff but for me I don't I couldn't live with people like I I never sit there in the evenings when I'm on my own and think oh I wish like I wasn't on my own or I wish I had a friend round right now or I should do something with friends. Same with my days off. Like I never think on my days off, oh, I should like see some people, hang out with them. Instead, I think, what am I going to do today? And basically all of my days off, I think like, oh, I'll do a food shop if I need a food shop. I'll go for a walk. But I never think, oh, I wish there was someone with me on that walk. I'm more than happy to go for a walk on my own and not... I never think about that. Like, yeah. it's not something I need to do. Yeah, it's like um, when you get holiday at work, I book like weeks of holiday off. Yeah. Um, but I don't go on holiday. I just, I do my own thing for like two weeks or my own thing for a week. And I go out of my way to physically not interact with yeah. someone for that whole time. And for me, that's that's more of a holiday than yeah. like, but I wouldn't like, Oh, I'm on holiday or oh, I'll meet so-and-so for lunch or yeah. uh, I might yeah. go meet what's the name at the cinema. Like, no, I won't do that. I will just be like, Oh, it's my week off. It's a week of just me, yeah. like no one anywhere. And I think that's the difference. Like, um, I personally have never understood friends. No, um, it's either. always been one of those things that you're told you're supposed to have but I'm yet to see the purpose of them or what they're for or why you need them. Um, it's never made sense to me. When people explain to me 
this is why you're supposed to have friends or you have friends because it's company or, you know, everything's better and you've got someone you can rely on or someone that's got your back. Like, I feel like there's nothing comes up or is available in my life that I cannot solve either myself or, you know, support workers, social workers, that kind of thing you get with a diagnosis that um, you you don't need the friends for. I, I, I barely, I, I still to this day don't understand the point of having friends. Um, it's definitely been one of those things that I don't, I don't get. Um, yeah. And for me, like, it's weird. I don't think about the people that I've been friends with either. So when I'm on my own, I don't think like, oh, I wonder what they're up to or yeah. I wonder what they're doing. They physically don't enter any of my thought processes or um, anything I'm thinking about or doing until they, you know, personally text me or message me on Facebook or like a post or something. And then I go, oh, yeah, I know this person. And like, even like I said, like even with Ricky, uh, who I was friends from like nine to 16, that's a long time to know someone. Yeah. Um, But... The institutions that I knew him in was I knew him in school and I knew him in college. And when both of those things ended, the routine of me seeing him went with them. And because that routine disappeared, I didn't feel the need to see them. Like, since I've been diagnosed, I warn people of this now that I'm friends with. So, like, um, if someone I work with is someone that that person considers us friends. Yeah. um, But then they leave work. I will tell them, like, the second you leave, you're like, you're dead to me. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, I won't think about you. We won't ever talk again. Yeah. Um, but for them, they're like, keep in touch. And I, I have to kind of be like, we won't keep in touch. Yeah. Like, as much as I, you know, will tell you that, oh, yeah, we will do, we'll catch up. Or, sure, we'll hang out again. It's all a lie. Like, I, I know I won't. Because the thing that I see them in regularly is the only, like... It, they're a work friend. Yeah. And the only reason I'm leaving my personal space and my like flat and the things I do is because I have to go to work, which means I have to talk to you. Um, And it's the same when I was at uni, like I would be in my room except when I had to go to a lecture, which means I had to then talk to that person. So that was it. But when uni ended, I didn't need to see them. So I didn't see them. Yeah. Um, And that, for me, also applies to my family. So I lived with them for Mm -hmm. 18 years and they were always there, so I had to see them. But when I came to uni, because I was no longer living with them, they kind of escaped my mind. Like, I I know I've got a mum and a dad and two sisters, but it's not... I just forget. I forget about them. I forget to respond to their messages all the time. Like I'm notoriously bad at not texting back to the point where they've now made a thing where they call me once a week to check that I'm not dead because I'm so bad at keeping in touch because I do like, if they didn't call me for, I don't know, three weeks in a row, I wouldn't think, Oh, it's weird. My parents haven't called me. I just wouldn't notice it's not, and it's not like a, I I imagine like if, uh, if they, they would be hurt by that, but it's not a reflection on them. Yeah. It's just that that's how my brain works. Oh yeah. I mean, like if you're not autistic or got Asperger's and listening to what we're talking about, 
Like, it sounds like what we're saying is, to hell with everyone. Yeah. I don't care about people. Like, I don't care. Like, to yeah. hell. But it's just the way it works. And I think that, like, maybe the empathy, sim- empathy, sympathy thing, maybe that emotional response to stuff makes you want that. And maybe that's just something that people with Asperger's don't need. Yeah. Um, and it's not that we're, like, cold or don't like people. It's just that no part of me is telling me you're lonely or you should have friends or yeah. do you know what you need right now is some like human interaction. None of that enters my head. And like you said with family, the way I see family is, is not, if I say it out loud, it sounds horrible. Yeah. Um, but they are for me, family is just some people that I know that kind of look like me. Some of them, and I know we've got the same surname and <laughs> I know DNA wise we're linked. Yeah. But I don't see like, I don't feel like a bond or like a a connection. Yeah. Um, but that's not to say that like I hate family or that kind of thing. It's just, there's no, I don't connect to, to anyone. So yeah. like I've never really had like what I'd consider an emotional like strong connection to someone. I see similarities. Uh, I see things we have in common. Yeah. Like, um, but I don't, I don't feel that like the thing people tell you that you feel like you, you feel that like, I don't know, tie to someone. Like yeah. it's just not there and it's not nothing, nothing I can do about that. Like it's not wrong. And you think it is when you tell people that you've got it, but then like talking to you, like I've discovered that you have it too. Yeah. I've spoke to some other people that are on the spectrum and they've like said similar things. So then you realize, okay, so it's not me and I'm not just this, like, I don't know, like monster, I yeah. suppose, uh, that hates Cold everyone. Hearted. Cause like you can't say it to someone because it, it makes them feel bad. Like if like any of like of my friends hear this, Sounds like what I'm saying, like, you guys were irrelevant to me. Yeah. Um, but it's just, that's the way it is. Like, that's that's one of the ways that people with Asperger's are. And it's the same for me with family. Like, um, I don't, I suppose, like, I live quite far away from my family. So, like, I'm in Bournemouth now, but, you know, I used to live in Nia and uh, Nottingham and that kind of area. And they're so far away, but I don't feel the urge to, to call them or... Yeah to text them or like, I barely ever go back there because I'm here. You know what I mean? Like everything I need is here. Everything that makes me like, I don't know, makes me feel like relaxed and calm is here. So why would I, why would I travel back up there to see some people? Like every time I've gone back home, it's because, um, they've wanted me to, but no part of me says you should go home or you should do this. And the things that are weird is obviously like, um, uh, my mom, like in particular, like likes to stay in touch. Like, yeah. you know, I'm all the way down here. She's worried about me. She wants to talk, but I, I don't feel the urge to, to talk. You know, um, my dad, on the other hand, like my dad's a different one. Like my dad's, um, since I got diagnosed, uh, I have a sister who also possibly could be. Uh, on the spectrum as well. Has your sister not been diagnosed? 
I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, possibly. Uh, my dad started to believe that maybe he has it because obviously he believes that he carries the, the Asperger gene and I got it from him and that kind of thing. My dad's different. So my dad can go like months where he won't get in touch with me either. Yeah. And when we do talk, um, it's like there hasn't been this massive gap. He kind of behaves a little bit like me. But equally, he's always the one that calls me first. Yeah. Like you said, I don't ever pick up the phone and ring someone. I won't yeah. ring a friend. I won't ring a member of the family like, how are you doing? Literally everyone that's ever spoken to me, either in person or on the phone, made contact with me first. Yeah. And if they ever wanted to play the game of, I'm not going to contact him at all, and let's see how long it takes him to get in touch with me, they'd be waiting a very long time. Yeah. Um, Like unless something that I needed to know the answer to or needed some information was came up, I'd then ring them. Yeah. Um, but it's not that I don't care or it's not like there's no like bond or, well, not bond, but like there's nothing there. It's just, that's not how my brain works on a daily basis. My brain is filled with like routines and schedules and this is what I'm doing today and this is what I need to do tomorrow and you get bogged down in the daily thoughts of just just everything. Oh, when, when, what should I wear today? When's dinner? What should I have for dinner? Oh, I need to go to the shops. You know what I mean? Like, and you don't have time for the the other stuff. Yeah. Your brain doesn't have time for the. Oh, I wonder how my mom's doing. Or um, oh, I haven't seen like my friend from uni in ages. Wonder what they're doing now. Like. <laughs> That never enters my head. Like, I can barely imagine what I'll be doing in a year's time. Like, I don't think about my own emotions. Like, no part of me ever goes, like, oh, how am I feeling? Or yeah. what do I want from life? Or, um, you know, like, I wonder what my future will be like. Like, I don't have those thoughts about myself. So it would be weird for me to have those thoughts about That's other people. Else, yeah. My daily process is the physical things that I'm doing that day most of the time. Yeah. So, like, there's no part of me that thinks um, I should really call my nan. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. it just doesn't enter my head. But it's not that I don't care or that kind of thing. It's just that's how it works. Like, I can't stop that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just can't. Um, like, I know you have, like, a, a set thing with your parents where they can only call you on a Monday at 7 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, and if they don't call you at Monday at 7 o'clock and choose a different day or, you know, like, 8 o'clock... Like, it's out the window. Like, they're not talking to you that day. Yeah. they got to wait a week. They've got to wait a week, yeah. And also, like, they want me to go home because I also live in Bournemouth and I'm from Margate, which is a while away. But if they talk about me going home, but to me, my thing is, even if I've got a week off work, I think, well, that's my week to enjoy and as much as I know they want to see me and maybe this comes across as selfish, I think, but that's my week. I want to do my own things. I don't want to travel. And when I get home, that's just massively messing with my routine. So my day-to-day -day routine that I've got here and I'm settled now, that would change all of that. And if I go home, I've then got to deal with them instead of just enjoying like being by myself, which sounds selfish but that's just I mean maybe it is that's just the way I am like I don't have a desire to go and see them and I don't understand 
I can't understand why to them a phone call once a week isn't enough, why they need to see me in person, which is probably just a me thing. It's like um, I've got a niece and they'll, they always bring up the fact that I never ask after her or I never seem to take any interest in her. But to me, I mean, my niece is almost two. So she's almost two years old. So she's got no personality and I know nothing about her. So I think she's a stranger because also I live so far away that for the past two years I've seen her maybe three or four times. So I don't feel a connection to her. She just is a baby, mm. a, a stranger baby. Like I don't feel, I don't, it's hard to describe and say I don't care about her, but I don't feel this like connection so I don't think about asking after her because I don't really care how she's doing. But it's not to say like I don't I don't care about my sister's baby. It's just it's not a thought that comes into my head. Like it I have no connection. That doesn't to me feel like family. That's feels like a person that my family consider family, but not that I do. Yeah. Yeah. But like obviously your family is they will behave in a way that's considered normal. Yeah. So you're all the way here. They're like, what's Scarlett up to? Yeah. Um, like, oh, we should give Scarlett a call, find out what's going on. Um, and there's that weird thing. I think that's the difference. That's the difference between, like, Asperger's and neurotypical people is they think we should check on and see how they're doing. And they need to know. Like, yeah. knowing gives them that, like, relief that you are okay yeah and that everything's fine um but for you you know everything's okay and everything's fine but because your your mind isn't giving you the the prompt to like check on them as well yeah you're not doing it um and yeah it's the same it's the same for me like it's the same when i'm on like the phone to someone um that i know um and yeah i don't understand how the difference between physically seeing someone and talking to them on the phone is different. Yeah. Um, or I use like Skype uh, and I can see them. Um, yeah. But I I don't understand the, the difference between the two. I feel like it's still an interaction. Yeah. I... And these are things that I've always been confused about and I've never asked. I've never asked someone. Yeah, I've never asked. Uh, the difference, like why, what they get from the the physical side of seeing someone or hanging out with friends or um, having a boyfriend. I mean, you've had boyfriends. Yeah. Like, but why, if you know this, like, why get into relationships? Well, I've not had many boyfriends. So my first boyfriend was when I was what, 13. Um, and I think at that point it was just, that's what everyone was starting to do then. Right. So it was a fit in thing. But with him i mean that was like it was like a year just under a year and in that relationship i think it was different because i was so young um like i don't really remember it doesn't like i don't i wouldn't even consider that a relationship because what like 13 14 like that's not i suppose it yeah. doesn't really count but like from what i remember with that was there wasn't really uh bond there as in you know we were at school and we lived separate like we still lived with our parents we didn't see each other 
as much yeah. you know what i mean like it's and you know you're still under your parents roof and living by your parents rules so it's not like you do things and you're still really young yeah so like you're not gonna like well maybe like that relationship then but like what about because you said you got with a, a guy when you were at uni yeah uh like you didn't need to no uh and you said that you didn't really keep friends while you were at uni either you know so why get a boyfriend yeah i think um so with that i mean first of all i didn't have a boyfriend between the ages of what 14 and 18 mm. uh, to the point where my parents just like i mean my parents thought i was a lesbian because the, my older sisters always had boyfriends like yeah. from that age and i just wasn't interested but that, i mean that is that is a thing so yeah. like you always like you're always told like you always hear people say it all the time oh no they've never been in a relationship do you know what I mean and if you get with someone the older you are if they say oh yeah you know like if you get with someone and you tell them you've never been in a relationship that makes them think you're, you're a bit weird. weird yeah um so, like, I totally get what you mean. Like, all relationships I was in, uh, I'm pretty sure, well, the earlier ones, I did it because then, like, it's like everything else. Like, yeah, you, so appear, social, you appear normal. Socially acceptable. No one ever goes, um, oh, yeah, like, they've never they've never had a girlfriend. So that's the summer. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder why. Like, people do ask that question. Yeah. Uh, so you have to. So I, I kind of just did it in the sense of the same reason I had friends. Yeah. Was the same reason I got girlfriends was because I know that that is the, the norm and people stop focusing on that. Yeah. Um, and if you hear it all the time, if someone keeps going like, oh, you've never had a, you've never been in a relationship, you've never been in a relationship, like... You don't know why it's a bad thing. I still now couldn't tell you why. Like, if I met someone that was my age now and has never been in a relationship before, nothing in me would say, that's weird. You're yeah. weird. Um, I wouldn't think anything of it. But I'm aware of the fact that to everybody else... That's weird. It appears weird. Um, and you'll hear people talk about that person like... Do you know what I mean? I'm in their 30s, never yeah. had a girlfriend. That's a bit odd. So I just didn't want that about me because... I chose to blend in anyway. Yeah. So with everything I did, I did it to what I would consider normal. So I would appear normal. Uh, and just getting in relationships was normal. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like, so I suppose that's the same thing there. And what, like when you were at uni? Yeah, I mean, what happened with me was we got along as friends fine like i mean we lived together we were in halls together and we were on the same course so we ended up spending a lot of time together and it just seemed like the normal thing to do as in you know we got along well he liked me so it just seemed like the normal thing to do but that was first year then we both went home for the summer and i did my typical thing of i forget about people if they're not there so I just kind of forgot that he existed. I forgot that we were together to the point where I hadn't replied to any messages for two weeks. And he finally just took that as I had broken up with him. But what had actually happened was I'd just forgotten. Like I'd seen that he was messaging me, but I couldn't be bothered to reply. And then, you know, two minutes later, I've forgotten that the message even existed. And so that was the end of it and then we were living together in second year and when I got back to uni for second year 
we saw each other again and I was kind of like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. But at no point did I find it awkward or uncomfortable as I think people would assume it would be. To me, it was just, oh, okay, like, I guess we're friends again. Um, and then, you know, we, we got close again. I think he felt the same way as he did before and just ultimately gave me a choice of, okay, we can be together or we can't be friends. And to me, at that point, I thought that if we're not going to be friends, like, you know, we live together, we're on the same course, this is going to be weird, so we'll just be together. But, I mean, I I know that I'm really difficult to be in a relationship with. Like, I think being with, uh, probably because of, like, autism, like, I think yeah. it's a difficult thing to be with. So it's the same as what you were saying last time about, like, I act in a certain way at the start. I act very affectionate mm. i act like i care but i can only keep that up for a month maybe two and then that's it and there's no affection and like things that were pointed out by him to me is that i don't show any affection like my way of showing someone i care about them is through spending money yeah but that's it like i don't have like i'll buy presents or i'll spend money on things but i don't really have a way of you know showing that i care about someone um but to me, that is my way of doing it, I suppose. Um, but obviously for him, like, he wanted the neurotypical, like, hugs, kisses. Yeah, yeah. Like, telling someone how much you care, which I didn't do. Um, like, another thing I know bothered him about me is I don't care. If someone's talking about something that I'm not interested in, I don't care. And I can't make myself care. And I can't make myself listen so he would talk about his interests yeah. and I would pretend that I was listening, but I wasn't. I'd either zone out or I'd make it obvious I didn't care, but most of the time I'd pretend to listen and then he'd mention it the next day and I would have no idea what he was talking about and he like constantly would bring up the fact that I didn't listen to him. Yeah, I mean, um, like one of the things I know about Asperger's is, is that's what you do. So like if you get like... Um, it's obsessions with certain themes, certain things. Yeah. Um, and that's all you want to talk about. Yeah. And know about and that kind of thing. So when someone starts talking about something that's not related to the thing that you're interested in, you either don't listen. Yeah. Completely. Um, because you're not interested or you'll try and turn the conversation <laughs> yeah. back to the thing that you're interested in. Yeah. Um, and that's difficult because it does it does appear selfish um, and it does appear like you don't care and you're only yeah. interested in what you're interested in. Um, I don't understand the reasons for it. Like, I'm sure somebody out there does know, like, how that, why that is something that people with Asperger's do. But you just become into certain stuff. And, like, if you get with someone who has this, is literally into the same thing you're into, say, for example... You like to cycle. Yeah. You get with someone that also likes to cycle. When you get talking to them, there's like that weird misconception when you get into a relationship in that sense is you're talking to someone about cycling. Yeah. They're talking about it and they're thinking, wow, we've got this in common. Like this is something we've got in common. 
um like this is weird like we've got that and then like say they mention something else and that happens to be also something else that you're into yeah you then like start talking again and then they're like that's two things two things in common like this is going really well but really in your head you're just like oh good i'm talking about cycling yeah that's good i've wanted to talk about cycling for a while now <laughs> i've been thinking about it all day and now i'm saying it out loud and like it doesn't occur to you that what you're doing is creating like a, a, a bond, bond yeah. with this person um but you don't know you're doing it yeah it's just coincidental that they happen to have similar interests but they don't understand the scale of what it is and then say like they move on to something you're not interested in so they go i don't know and also i like rugby yeah um they'll start talking about rugby and you'll just go so cycling yeah and like start dragging <laughs> yeah. it back down to like the thing you're interested in yeah um and that's like a that's like a, a thing that people do. Um, but I found that if you have similar interests and talk about it for uh, neurotypical people, they think that there's like a a thing there. And also, like I I wouldn't say like have led people on, but I stuff like that has made me like have people then become attracted to me. Yeah, because of that reason. Um, and then I've re- reciprocated because, like I said, when someone goes, "How's your job?" Um, you know, and then I answer with, how's your job? Yeah. Um, it can move on to that kind of thing. So they just like, oh, so what do you look for in a woman? You know, and then I'll tell them and I go, so what do you look for in a guy? And I'll start doing that. And yeah. I don't realize what I'm doing. Like yeah, I don't yeah. realize it uh, until right at the end when they're like, oh, we should do this again. Or, do you know, do you want to like go serious with this? And I just think like, what have we just been talking about for the last hour? <laughs> yeah. How has it come to this? I don't know how this has happened. What have I done? And I don't realize that I've just been moving through my chat routines, but Into... some, but something's happened that I wasn't aware of. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like it's, it's a weird one. Um, I mean, all this, what we've been talking about in this episode in particular, I do worry like that it makes a sound cold yeah yeah um like when you talk about like your family that way um or the way yeah i mean that was me being like brutally honest yeah i mean it was it was quite i mean it is quite hardcore and like if they if they hear it like it's it's yeah it would upset them yeah but like you have to i have to kind of try and be like it's no upset like yeah it's something that i don't have any control over and i've tried yeah, yeah. I've tried to be different and I've tried to to make an effort and I've tried to do that, but it, it just, it doesn't work. Like, it's bizarre. Like, the thing I found interesting about um, Asperger's and getting diagnosed is how self-aware you are. Yeah. But how con- little control you have over anybody. Like, I point stuff out to you now that you're doing and you go, oh, yeah, right, yeah. But, like, I think for normal people, once they're aware of it, they can start doing something about it. Yeah. But for you, like, you'll just know you're doing it and then keep doing it. Yeah. Like, I will tell myself, make sure you don't say this to someone when you talk to them. Don't bring it up. Make sure you don't bring it up. Whatever you do, don't talk about it. Yeah. But then there'll be like a natural segue and I'll find the words leaving my mouth. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh my God, I've just done it. (laughs) I've just done it. Like, there we go. It's happened. Um, And yeah, like that's, that's the thing. Um, And then sometimes you just, you just tell people stuff that you, you know what I mean? You can't judge what's intimate 
what should be said, what shouldn't be said. So you talk about things that you shouldn't be talking about, or you say things out loud that you shouldn't be saying out loud. And that can be a problem when you're with friends yeah, or when you're in relationships or that kind of thing, because you will say something that say, like you say something really personal and really deep to like somebody that yeah. you're not in a relationship with, but they're like attracted to you. You're not on a date, but it could be seen that way. Yeah. You tell them something, but you're not aware of the fact that that is something really personal. They think that you're like sharing. Yeah. See what I mean? So then there's that. Um, or like with friends, you tell them something that's really mean because your brain just goes, say it. Yeah. <laughs> like, so you've got that as well. Like, so maintaining them is difficult. Do you find you fall out with people a lot? Yeah. I mean, one of the one of the reasons why I say like I'm a nightmare to be in a relationship with and this also applies to friendship and family like relationships I can't I don't take well to people changing their mind or changing a routine but I end up getting so annoyed by it when you know it's not a good thing to get annoyed over and they wouldn't understand why I'm so irritated but so like, for example, in in the last relationship I was in, I'm like, I'm not controlling and I'm not jealous. That's a thing. Like, I, it just doesn't happen to me. I don't really get jealous. But we, I remember one night, like had a plan. We weren't doing anything as such in the evening, but just I thought that I was coming home to just a standard night going to bed and instead he and the person we also lived with had planned like a night out so there were people around and he was going out but I thought we were just going to bed nice and early so I got livid I didn't really show I was livid I just massively manipulated the situation to the point of he didn't go out but didn't realize that it was because I'd made him not I'd kind of managed to convince him that he didn't want to go out yeah. without him realizing which like now it sounds massively manipulative but it wasn't like I feel like if you say that in any other way it would seem that it was because I didn't want him to go out or like I was controlling but it wasn't that like he went out all the time and I didn't care but in this situation when I had already planned that I wanted to be in bed at 10 o'clock I didn't want to be woken up by him coming back at three in the morning and I didn't want all these people in my house keeping me awake so I just turned the situation so that they all went to a different house and he stayed and we went to bed at 10, like I had already planned. But yeah. that's like, uh, that is also applicable to like friendships I've had of the same thing. Like I don't, or yeah, with my family, I can't deal with them changing their mind, changing their like what I've planned. And that's another selfish thing. But yeah, that's how I find that I fall out with people because if they do that, I'll get really annoyed. They won't understand why I'm annoyed and that will cause uh, friction, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I That's different. Like, I suppose that's more... That's, that's a lot. I don't know. That's different to me. Yeah. I just deal with it internally. So, like, if I'm going out with someone and you get there and it's, like, a big night out and they go, hey, you know, we said we were going to go do this. We're going here instead. Like... I know that's messing with me yeah. because before we've gone out, it's took me ages to figure out what I'm going to wear, yeah, yeah, yeah. what we're going to do. I've pictured in my head what the inside of that place looks like, where I'm going to sit, possibly some of the things I'm going to talk about, where this is naturally going to go, 
how much money should I take? What should I drink? Yeah. When should I go home? <laughs> so when they go, we're not doing that now, we're doing this. Like, I am just like, whoa, like, I, I am not prepared for this. But I still go. Um, yes, that's like, why we're different. If I'm already ready to go, I just go. Um, if it's well early on, so say like first thing in the morning yeah. of that night, someone tells me, I will probably go, oh, I'm not coming. Or I'll talk about it badly. So say it's a group message or I'm actually physically seeing people that are going out. Just like, oh, the venue's changed. Oh, I've heard it's busy in there. I'll start like throwing around like bad things about where we're going. Yeah, yeah, Oh, I've heard this or it's that. And then just to get other people to go, oh, really? Oh, I don't know if I want to do this then. Um, But if it's just before or I meet at someone's house for drinks, we get there and they go, we're not going there now, we're going here. Yeah. I have to just go and then it's just hideous. But I don't pretend like, and I'm really quiet. And you can't be really quiet when you're on a night out with people. (laughs) Like you just, you're you're in silence trying to get like your thoughts together, trying to get yourself like sorted. Um, But everyone's like, what's the matter, mate? You all right? Like you seem quiet tonight. Is everything okay? And you have to be like, yeah, yeah, everything's okay. Um, but even that is just like, are you sure? Or Nikki's being a bit weird. Like he's, he's, I think there's something bothering him. Like, and then everyone else starts coming over, like, are you all right? And this kind of thing. And there's that natural, um, whatever that is that people have. Like, I think that's something that I don't understand. Like, and it sounds like you don't either is maybe like, I don't know. Cause obviously these, these episodes are between like me and you, like, I think maybe having like a neurotypical perspective on what they get. Yeah from friendships or why why they bother why they do all that kind of stuff what it is they get from it all i can think of is there must be like some sort of emotional like feedback or there must be a feeling they get because i know like emotions in general drive most people like a positive emotion and a good feeling yeah and i'm assuming that's what all of that is and i'm guessing that because we don't get it um that's why we're not seeing what it is that you achieve from these things yeah all my relationships like i like with family like i stay in touch with my mom my dad my brother yeah direct family lived with them all at one point like that kind of thing but anybody else outside of that i don't I don't feel that close to. I don't feel that connection with at all. Yeah. Like, I feel possibly something with, with, with the three. Like, I know, like, with my mom in particular, I think I have the most contact with her of everybody. So there's definitely more connection there between her than, say, my brother and my dad, and my brother and my dad more so. Everybody else outside of that, I don't talk to that often at all. Yeah. Uh, they're just people that I've met a couple of times, a few times. Friends is even worse. Like, for friends... Because all my friends are down to circumstance. Like, I've been friends with all, everybody. Yeah. Due to the fact that I met them somewhere that I had to go to and I stayed with them because I was seeing them there regularly. Uh, and then relationships, the same. Yeah. It, I got in relationships because it seemed easier than not, not being, being in relationships. Yeah. Um, but I did them all because that's why. There was, like, a weird logic with me to all of them um, and a necessity to it. But there must be something else that obviously that's there with uh, neurotypical people that I just don't know what it is. And all I can think is you have to weigh up logically on what you get, what you have or what Asperger's is and what it doesn't give you to what they have. Yeah. Cause like, like I said before, like being by myself is 
like the ultimate like I don't it's bizarre to me that there can be like the the idea of getting lonely is a a weird one I've never felt lonely yeah yeah never Uh, I've never I've never felt alone um and like when people know I live by myself they ask that question yeah do not get lonely like is it can you how do you can you be yourself long periods of time I've never had that feeling of like that that's not there either yeah I like I I never feel I never feel like oh I should make friends or I need to bother with friends like that isn't a thought that ever comes into my head I am quite content on my own I mean you are like the only person that I hang out with really but like with you I don't really maybe it's because of the Asperger's like I don't feel yeah I mean if you think about this logically we're friends yeah um so what is it like how can you be friends with me because we're not a necessity thing at all um I have heard that Asperger's and Asperger's make good relationships in general um but yeah like we're different I feel like my friendship with you is different to I suppose any that I've had Um, I don't I don't think there's a it's weird to say like it kind of just feels like I'm on my own yeah with you but I think it's because of yeah the Asperger's like the way we interact with each other, I don't interact the same way with any, like, NT person. And I don't think that an NT person would want the interaction, Does that, if you know what I mean. Like, I wouldn't say we're very... I don't know what the right word is here. I would say nice to each other. I... But not that we're not nice to each other, but do you know what I mean? We're not, like... I do. I don't know how I'd describe it. The words aren't coming to my head, but... You don't have to do the normal stuff. Yeah. So when you're around friends, or I suppose NT friends, you have to behave a certain way and do certain things. But when you're around me, you can just do what you want. Yeah, like I don't pretend... I don't pretend to be interested in the things you talk about. Like anything you talk about and I'm like responding to is because I'm actually enjoying it. If you start talking about something that I don't care about, I'll probably just tell you. <laughs> yeah, and equally, if you weren't listening uh, and just let me talk, I'm happy to just be saying the thing I want to talk about out loud anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't notice that you're not listening. <laughs> and like vice versa, I mean, with you, like with my whole thing of I just talk about what I want to talk about and I've got like certain things that interest me. And that's it. Like, I do the same with you. I will talk to you till the cows come home about nutrition. And some of the time, you're probably not interested, but you do just let me talk. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's crossovers. We have a lot of things in common, though. Like... I think I think the fact we have a lot in common also helps. But, yeah, like, I do think that the Asperger to Asperger thing is probably a big thing with it. Like, yeah, I don't pretend to be different i don't put on a fake thing and i don't think you feel like you need to fake it
Okay. Um, I mean, I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna stop there because I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure what to say uh, in response to that. But in that, that I get what you mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>